Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. The shade. Hey, 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 what's going on to all my kings and queens and in betweens? It's your girl, the one and only Miss B, Queen B, back for episode two, boo, of the Tea with Queen B, season three, me, B, and B, D, motherfucking goddess. We already established the fact that I'm the rapper in the family. You really are, y'all. You, you sincerely are, y'all. Oh, hey, y'all. Hey. What's going on? No, to bounce back on that, Amber. No, for real, y'all. Listen, I don't, I don't know how many of you have been privy to hear Amber <laughs> rap or freestyle or whatever, but bitch got bars. Now take it back when you used to be laughing at my little journal and my um made up words like repetent. It's a word, y'all. I don't give a shit what Bianca told you. Repetent is a word. If oh. I say repetent, you know what I mean. I, I know what you mean now, you know, but at the time it was quite fucking hilarious. Repetent, repeat, you know, hello. Oh, I thought repetent mean like repent, like forget. No. Oh, so that's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Repetent. Amber's made up word meant repetitive. Okay. Got it. No, but for real. No, seriously. Amber is so good. She could literally be a ghostwriter. Listen, I'm trying, I'm trying maybe to one day. Like, someone needs me. No, one, maybe one day on the show you could do one of your freestyles because none of your concern is like my favorite. It's so, that my, none of your concern. Yeah, none of your concern mm-hmm. is my favorite freestyle that Amber did. Um, I would say that all all of us in the family, I would say most of my brothers and sisters, there are a lot of us, are musically inclined. I'm musically inclined. I played clarinet for years. You go this goddamn clarinet. Okay, years. Okay, bitch. I can still look at a sheet of music and understand what the fuck I I'm looking the at. Amber's a writer. My other brother Dante plays pretty much every instrument you can think of: drums, guitar, piano. And what is Javon? He do? does it all. Um, I wouldn't say that Javon and Tony are musically inclined in a physical way. Tony was a rapper. Well, Tony was a rapper. Back in his No Limit days. He was. And his ear for music is insane. So, mm-hmm. Javon is more, he has a good music taste, but he's young. You know, he still got Javon's some. Javon's the background dancer. Yeah, but the musically inclined, <laughs> y'all, y'all gonna be privy to that one day because I want to tell you, it is a treat. Okay. <laughs> New Year's was so much fun. We were like in here turning up. Everybody was freestyling. It was so a kind So if you got somebody that can't rap, but they want to be famous, you tell them holla at her for to be a ghostwriter, okay? Because you can make money. I got it written down. Listen, I'm telling you. Okay. Anyway, um, y'all, the week we're getting through it. We're trudging through it. Amber and I are both working women now, trying to. Figure out when to pod, which is so crazy. We live in the same building and still can't find time for each other because our like we literally have opposite mm-hmm. off days. And yeah. this past week, y'all, I think I had COVID. Mm-hmm. I think the cocoa came and went. came on through. Which mm-hmm. you know what's crazy? The last time we we recorded a pod, the next day I had the sore throat. 
and you yep. would, had just been sitting next to me. I'm like, oh my god, Bianca gonna be sad. No, baby, Mm-mm. not over here. <laughs> Bianca was sitting right next to me on the couch when we were recording the last podcast, and y'all, the next day I had a sore throat, and it was you just... literally said my throat sore. So the upon her saying that, I immediately had to do a throat check. <laughs> <laughs> Is my throat okay? Yes. As y'all know me, I will. I will put some symptoms on myself that aren't there. But honestly, I have been in close proximity with a few people who have been COVID positive and I can really only attribute my negative status to the plethora of vitamins that I take faithfully. And a lot of, you know, people probably will say that that's not true, but literally at my job, everybody had COVID and I'm the only person who hasn't been sick. Y'all have to wear masks at work though, so you would never be like... Well, multiple people at work had COVID at the same time. But they wear masks all day, though? Yeah. So, I don't exactly know how it happened, but there were, like, three or four people that had COVID at the same time. So, there's that. that. Definitely take your vitamins because I didn't really do it. I was really just tired. Um, I had a sore throat for one day. Mm-hmm. And... I never really had a headache. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have body aches or anything. Okay. I was just really tired. I had like a, a cough for two days, a sore throat for one day, but I never felt like down and out. I was just so fatigued. Like, I heard it's like the worst no fatigue you can ever imagine. Yeah, it's just like tired from there. I could wake up, eat, you know, and go right back to sleep. Right. And well, at least you had an appetite. appetite. Yeah. Well, you eat a little last, bit. like, two days, like, I didn't have, like, But you probably eat no toast. <laughs> you know, you know, I love a cinnamon raisin bagel. <laughs> this bitch, this bitch think toast is a cure-all. It is. <laughs> it really is. With butter. And I might uh, drink a little salt. salt. I know. I know, bitch. I know I you. I drink a smoothie, though, because some days I didn't have an appetite. But I never was really, like, down and, like, messed up or nothing like that. So. I take... Zinc, elderberry, vitamin D, black seed oil, and iron pretty much every day. Uh, so, black seed oil is the only one that I don't take. Yeah, and it's disgusting. And I still do. It does, is it? It, 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 once you take it, if you burp, you taste the aftertaste oh, of you, it. Oh, that's why I never did it. You told me that. Mm-hmm, I basically, yeah, I do all that. And then I still do like an airborne. Right. I think um they say that, I think I take black seed oil more because it's for like, lung health and stuff and because mm. I have asthma or whatever I be trying to you know like eliminate all that shit so, so you do that and I take a probiotic every day right so if you stay on your vitamins wash your hands all of that I mean if you do unfortunately come down with cocoa lord willing you'll make it through yeah so uh in the world of Bianca and Amber uh for me Nothing's really been going on, y'all. Um, I'ma say Glory B, we are consistent and on time with the show this week. <laughs> Holla at you, girl. <laughs> no, but um just working once again at my girls in Florida with her team at Nationals. Go C P. Hope y'all win something. You know, I never knew the name. Capital Punishment. Okay. Yeah, they 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 do this whole nationals thing. Nationals, for people who don't like know the world of flag football, it is huge. Like nationals, there are co-ed teams. There's five on five, eight on eight. There's so much to see. So many games. Whatever. I'm usually down in Florida at this time, but you know, bitch got a new job. Got to collect them coins. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, what have you been doing, Ams? Uh, besides recovering from the cocoa. Right, girl. That's it. I ain't been doing nothing, girl. Trying to um, you know, make my new page and all that good stuff. I mean, oh yeah, because they like blocked you out, restricted my daggone business page. So yeah. I don't know. What's girl, up with I'm trying to reinvent a new page. You know what? I think you should get on Twitter. I think you should get back on Twitter. You know what? Twitter is just, I'm like, oh. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I know what I'm doing on Twitter, but I was in so many little groups, and I don't remember, like, oh, my God. I'll have to, I literally started all over, but I just use it to, like, look at people's stuff. I don't even add people. Well, that's the thing. You have to, like, add the right people to get that Twitter experience. And I have, like, the same Twitter from years ago. So there are people on there that I don't know anymore that, you know, I I don't talk to I didn't have a lot of followers to begin with but there's that so. I feel like it's harder to get your followers up on Twitter it, it is took me a while to <laughs> unless you're the, showing the your ass or you know having sex or posting porn because Twitter has turned into basically a porn site like uh, which is crazy I mean I can't get on Twitter without scrolling and seeing something. So why do you think I should go on Twitter? Well, because you can post freely oh. what you want or whatever, you know, and it might, you yeah. know, register better. I don't know. You should try it. But Alright, y'all. So let's get one into the tea that has been piping hot this week. Some of it is sad tea. Some of it is um, happy tea, I guess. I don't know. Um, First of all, we have to acknowledge that Sidney Poitier passed away. No. Um, Sidney Poitier didn't get his flowers like he should have, you know, Mm. like Betty White got her flowers. He was 94. And I think the people just don't know enough about Sidney Poitier and what he contributed to the black community, um, as far as actors and writers and all of that's concerned. But Sidney Poitier did pass away and also Bob Saget passed away. Now that saddened me because he was only 65. Right. And I don't know exactly what happened, but I definitely watched me an episode or two of uh, AFV. You're the red, white, and blue. All the funny things you do. Really? America. America. I you. Uh-uh. Y'all, she should have skipped that musically inclined thing. Ah! <laughs> Did you just see my face? I was really getting into it. But yeah, yes, Bob Sackett passed away. I am curious to um, know how he passed. I mean, these days you can only assume it's Coco or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, who knows? Because you hadn't seen Bob Sackett in a little while. But he was, like, on the scene when, like, Fuller House had came back out. And he was, mm-hmm. like, making appearances and everything. And then there's no more Bob Sackett. So... That's pretty sad. Um, <clears throat> in other news, uh, y'all, let me just go ahead and get my Aqua Woman suit ready because Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have broken up. Mm, I wonder why. They have decided to part ways. Well, <laughs> first of all, in the love note that they wrote, because that was some fly shit, y'all. Go on there online. You'll see it on the blog. Mm-hmm. And, and they they wrote a nice little. That was that's a fly way to break. Yeah, they both posted the exact same thing. So they're in total agreement. You know, they talk about how they love each other, but they also talked about how 
they were freeing each other for who right. they're to become. First of all, uh, Lisa Bonet, you about what, almost 60 years old, so bitch? Maybe, if you don't know who you are at this point. <laughs> no, but maybe they, they were growing apart or something. Maybe, you know, I, I think they kind of had a freer relationship anyway. I don't think I'm necessarily open, but they're both two individuals who are very much free thinkers. And yeah. I would love to know, but I mean, after Lisa Bonet, really... Yeah. Who do you date after that? But they made it seem like in the letter that they were still connected and they loved each other and like they were still doing this thing called life together. I think as far as just they have kids, right? Yeah. I think probably as far as that. But couples always say that when they break up. Right. When they have kids together. They were married for a while. I mean, I think they just grew apart. I really thought this was the end all be all. Yeah. Because they seem like such a like, y'all both dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Momoa is fine as hell. But every exactly. time I see this nigga, he look like he need a bath. <laughs> he look like he had them jeans on for 17 days. I just, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it. Jesus, for real. Okay, no, for real. Uh, Lisa Bonet, too. She be looking like her hair snake. I ain't got <laughs> Shit. Okay, Aquaman, jump in the water. Get <laughs> me out of here. What the fuck? We were talking about this sad-ass love note they done left the public. And you over there talking about how they need to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... They just have this very grungy like look about Like they don't use Dr. Them. Warner's peppermint. Well, something. You need to be sitting on that peppermint patty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish them nothing but the best, you know, whatever their, you know, how their lives take them in this journey of, you know, separation or whatever. Um, I think that it was smart of them to be on the same page because... Social media will eat you up and they'll create a narrative that has nothing to do with anything. And so Mm -hmm. they kind of eliminated that, which, I mean, you don't really know the inner workings anyway. So who knows? I do know that Jason Momoa in the past couple years has been super busy. Mm. So who knows if, you know, you know, they see each other or, you know, anything, whatever. Like he's been all over the place. Right. He had like the movie and then. Some Marvel what's she shit. Doing? I don't know. I don't know what she writes. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what she does. But yeah, they broke up. Um, on the flip side of that, we have um, MGK, Machine Gun Kelly proposed to Megan Fox, and apparently they drank each other's blood. Fucking weird, but also not unexpected from two weirdos. Megan Fox is fine as hell, but she's also a weirdo. So they, uh, they, uh, he proposed to her. <clears throat> she said yes. The ring was beautiful, and I'm happy for them. I think they look really good together. Um, I do think it's kind of weird that like, I don't know, like MGK after he like stopped the whole rapping thing, mm-hmm. and I was like this rocker and this like alternative kind of like. It's weird. Whatever. Pineapples. Um, what else is going on? Oh yeah, Jeezy and Jeannie Mai had their baby. Finally, because I, I know this bitch. Tired. I was tired of her holding her stomach. You, you know, I talked about it. Like, girl, 
Get you a, a what they call that, the uh, the baby bump holder, the thing that go around and lift the weight up off your belly. Do that because, <laughs> I mean, I get it, you know. Um, I don't know. It's just to see a person do a complete 180 like that where they were, you know, so against marriage mm-hmm. and then, you know, just thrive with this person. I guess it was just the wrong person. Yeah. You know, so she's so happy about it. I can't wait to see this little Blasian baby. I know. Who knows what the baby look like? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't the baby's know. Probably real cute. Yeah, the baby's probably going to be really cute. Um, y'all ain't worth a damn. <laughs> Also, we saw today that Maya Angelou has been placed on a quarter. She's the first African-American to be put on the money, I guess. I instantly laughed and I shouldn't have, so I want to apologize for that. (laughs) And still all right. (laughs) Never serious. Now, y'all. Did y'all go look at the damn quarter? I didn't see the quarter yet. Girl, look at that. The quarter don't look a goddamn thing like Maya Angelou. It could have been the Statue of Liberty on that motherfucker just with the name Maya Angelou, okay? Maya Angelou has a very distinct look. Y'all could have at least put a fat nose on that bitch. <laughs> y'all could have at least made her look like a phenomenal woman. Okay? I'm hanging up. What the hell? No, oh, but yeah, because who is this for? Who is that? When you look at a dollar bill, Ben Franklin look like Ben Franklin. Abe Lincoln on the penny, you can tell that that's that nigga Abe Lincoln. I know who. I mean, what picture did they use? That is Harriet Tubman. I just don't know who. The, right. I am so. That looks more like Harriet Tubman. It if really you ask does. Me. Like y'all really just slapped a woman on a quarter and said it was Maya Angelou. No thought. She ain't even fat. Y'all could have put a little weight on her or something. Okay, this one looks more like her in the face, but that's the actual like drawing. Okay, exactly. That's the drawing. Where the, the BBs? Quarter. Where the BBs on you the side? You supposed to put the BBs on that quarter. You see? <laughs> Look, you see them bees? Y'all took the BBs out of the drawing. See, you gotta show us that you supposed to put the BBs on the quarter. Ah fuck! You supposed to see the BBs on the quarter? No, for real, because they made it like that could have been some good hair laying there. Y'all could have put dots that to show the beat. Do not look like my Angel. The picture you showed me and what that is is just deplorable. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so upset by that shit. I'm I'm glad because she's she is you know a, a great woman and she you know literary figure all of those good things. But y'all could have did her. That's the other that. side. Oh, is that the other side? Okay, well that looks more like Maya Angelou. But when I get the quarter. In my hand, I will be upon further inspection. <laughs> um, okay, a few more things we gotta talk about before we wrap up the hot teas this week. Um, Young Dolph's murder is has been talked about, speculated about since literally the second people found out that he passed. Of course, we've been hearing that um this was set up. That the cookie shop that he was gunned down at was in on it. That they paid the woman. And um, I've been seeing all kinds of posts that, you know, some of these dudes were like people from his team. And it's always your own man. Like, mm-hmm. it's always a hating ass motherfucker that just but can't. you know what? I'm tripping off of the nigga dropped his music video. And he just... Uh, just days Wait, before they captured his ass. The second one. 
Oh, he thought he was on. Oh, he thought he was on a roll. Yeah, he dropped that music video. Wow! And now you're sitting in the jail cell rapping your rapping your songs, <laughs> telling niggas I got a video that just came out. First of all, Young Dolph, I don't think uh, people realize that like, you know, he deserved more flowers while he was here. Although we know how popular his music was and stuff like that, you know, he was doing stuff for his community and you know all of that. But that was fucked up. So the third suspect has been arrested. And, and my whole thing is this. No matter what, at the end of the day, hood niggas gonna talk about that shit. Period. They're going to talk about it. I don't care if it's pillow talking with your girl that you think is your girl who about to run her mouth to another bitch who dating a nigga that don't like you. Mm-hmm. They gonna run with that story and spread it like wildfire. The hood always know. Okay? The hood That's always true. know. And I know this personally being connected to some shit that go down in the hood. Mm-hmm. Them niggas always talk. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I don't want to see a whole bunch of free my nigga. No. That's another thing that pisses me off. Personally, you know somebody that did somebody wrong, gunned them down in cold blood, killed somebody, you know, did all types of wild shit. And as soon as he get locked down, you talk about hashtag free the real. <laughs> hashtag free my mask. Hashtag right. Now hold a nigga down. You know he was dead ass wrong. Now if it was someone in your family that had something done to them, you would be yeah out for blood. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So I'm I'm glad that happened. Um, that you know, at least they caught the guys. I mean, it's too late. You took dog from us, nigga. Right. God damn. <laughs> oh man. So um, I'm wrapping up the uh hot teas. On a sadder note, um, this apartment fire in New York, mm. right, 19 people dead. 19. When I first read about it, it was like, oh, two people right. passed, which is still horrific. Yeah. But now you're seeing all of it, you know, come out and be uncovered or whatever, and it's wild. First of all, why are y'all in a high rise with no fire escape? Yeah. No fire escape. Fire alarms not working. I am confusion. And there are so many apartments like this in New York. I don't I don't know, was it in the Bronx? Did they say it was the Bronx? I don't know exactly where know. it was at. But, but there was from a space heater. Yeah, or something like that. There was literally footage of people fleeing for their lives I'm out of windows. And yeah, there was like so two, I don't know if it was a guy and a girl, but the fire was billowing out and they were like on the side of like a ledge, like on some straight up, on some, some straight up, uh, what do you call that? MacGyver shit. They had to figure some stuff out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is indication that there's a lot of things that need to change as far as these landlords, especially in New York. Y'all want to, you know, gouge people as far as pricing is concerned, taking all their money for people just to live and not even be able to get out of their home. Right. Come on, make it make sense. Like, my heart goes out to all of those families. I haven't seen any videos. I'm glad that, I did I don't know. Maybe, well, the, the caption on the video that I saw was, 
apartment, New York City apartment building on fire, people trying to escape. And I had assumed automatically that it was that. I'll have to double check that. But, yeah, like, granted, we, we're in a five-story building, but having a escape plan for if something happens is absolutely freaking necessary. And I know this because I'm a bitch who panics, okay? <laughs> I told y'all the story about probably about a year ago about how I thought that the world was coming to an end. Oh I God. couldn't get it together. I was running around my house calling my mother, talking about I was getting an Uber. <laughs> I was trying to put on clothes. I had on jeans with no drawers on it. You know how uncomfortable that can be. <laughs> and I was really in panic mode. But had oh I had a plan and had a little bug out bag sitting right by you know, my where door. Where were you going in the Uber? Listen, I don't know where I was going, but I was going to get there, okay? <laughs> I, 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 listen, I literally was looking up Ubers. Just fucking fireworks. <laughs> oh, woo! But yeah, no, for real. Um, Have a fire escape plan, especially if you have family, young kids. They need to know what to do in the event there's ever a fire in stop your house. Stop dropping roll. Well, yeah, stop dropping roll. But you remember, like, on PBS Kids, they used to be like, what's the plan if there's a fire in your house? And it's like, where the family runs out. This tree is where you meet up. You know, a, a bug out bag or, People you know. People do that in their house. We do that shit in our house. No, we didn't. But we probably should have. Yeah, in school we did. Yeah, because you need to have a plan in the event that... That plan going out the damn window. I see if I'm forgetting that damn plan. You think you don't remember the plan? Well, see, this is why you have to reenact. You got to do the drills, kind of like a doomsday prepper. Here, stop dropping rolling. Listen, listen. I've never stopped dropping rolling in my life. If I stop and drop, I probably wouldn't even roll. I would probably just be fucked up, laid out. Help me! I'm putting a lot of love. I don't know what the hell you going to. Girl, I'm jumping off the ledge right here oh, because it's a ledge shit. right here. I'm kicking off the screen and I'm jumping on on the ledge right here and I'm getting out. I'm just imagining you kicking off the screen. Step one is hilarious. <laughs> Get the rope. Beyond these short legs, like you're kicking out what screen? Exactly. Like it's kind of high too, so I don't exactly know how that would that work mental out. picture. <laughs> That's too funny. Okay, y'all, we're going to take a short break. We're wrapping up the hot teas for this week. We'll be back with the rest of the show. Hey, guys. If you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mother, oh my mother! <laughs> I just want to point out the fact that I can't take Bianca serious mainly because she has this fucking Oprah Winfrey hairstyle. Act like you know my whole timeline. Act like you know, y'all. Act like you know, y'all. Listen, TikTok oh has taken over my fucking 
TikTok really has taken over. Bianca is always talking to me about something from TikTok, a dance she want to do. Like, don't never get it done. Don't never get it done. TikTok, I think the thing about TikTok is that there's this atmosphere of not having to be dressed like Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can be in a bonnet, hitting a bomb ass dance, and if it's good, everybody's still gonna like it. Mm -hmm. The more people that watch it, the more um the more exposure you get, the more people, you know, see Mm -hmm. your things. Now that could be a good thing and a bad thing. I've only went viral on one time on TikTok, which I talked to y'all about uh, last year, I believe. And that was, I posted my nails and it was just the worst slander you could ever, th- I was ghetto, I was this, I was that. It was it was horrible. But I like that TikTok is giving people who wouldn't normally, normally have platforms. They're mm-hmm. autistic people who dance and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all types of stuff. That, that's what I tell people all the time. Like, this is random. I'm about to do the history, y'all. But... Whatever it is you want to do, there is a niche for that shit on TikTok. Mm. Cooking, stories, dancing, twerking. uh, I don't care what it is. Advice, looking crazy. There are so many little gimmicks and niches on TikTok that you can involve yourself with. And that shit will go viral. Like, that's how you get, you know, people to pay you for what you're doing. Well, no matter how, you know, stupid the next person might think it is. Anyway, I don't know what my niche is yet. Uh, I can barely make it to get through a weekly podcast. So the posting consistently all day, every day. Yeah, no. But you post on Facebook multiple times a day. I do because those are just my words. And like y'all, you could just be talking. Before we get into the history of today, let's just talk about how y'all fools will eat any goddamn thing that y'all see on the internet. Mm. Uh, Taco Bell in them wings. <laughs> Have a goddamn seat, okay? I posted today on Facebook and I'm doubling down on it. I know a goddamn <laughs> 7-Eleven wing when I see it, okay? Y'all just put taco seasoning on a 7-Eleven wing and, 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 and I can't. That's I, exactly what it looked like. And, and this Subway got um, wings too. Now, how is it a food shortage? How is it that I went into the Safeway the other day and got the last pack of chicken wings, but Subway got access to wings? <laughs> right. This don't make no sense. First of all, Subway, if you don't know, is run completely electric. This is why they can put a Subway anywhere. There are no real ovens or everything in Subway is something you can plug in. Hmm. Even when I ask them to toast my bread. It's like a big microwave or whatever. It's like a little oven or whatever. Like and they do have those little um uh, mini pizzas. Right. There's nowhere to cook. Like mm-hmm. So there's nowhere or no way they could be deep frying or actually making any chicken. It's giving 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. They sure is taking them out the uh, mm-hmm. pack. Nobody got time for that. Y'all just tearing them up. I just seen pictures of undercooked chicken. I know. I saw all that. Bloody chicken. Chicken look like all motherfucking gristle. <laughs> y'all just eat any goddamn thing. Then they give you all like drums. Dogs. Yeah, they give you all drums. Now they eat even one flat and feed feed you Listen, like a dog. I won't be trying Taco Bell wings. I mean, yeah. Taco Bell can barely get a taco right. Right. So, all I eat is the cinnamon twist. Yeah. I mean, y'all tried that. They got good slushes. Stu- yeah. Like. Anyway, y'all keep going ahead. 
Taco Bell wings, my stomach sound like <laughs> two Nike boots in the dryer. Imagine that. Imagine a heavy ass Nike boot in the dryer. That's when I tell you, I laughed so hard when I read that. Yes, like girl, we pray for your toilet. Anyway, um, the history of this week. Is actually something that really happened on this day. On January 12th, 2010 was the earthquake in Haiti. And everybody is aware uh, that Haiti is one of the poorest, if not the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. So you're taking talking about an already impoverished, uh, you know, country that doesn't have access to things that they need they were completely devastated by the earthquake. And it was probably the first time in a long time that you saw across the entire world, people came together to support Haiti. That long ago? 2010. I know, it's crazy. But like an old bitch. I know. The thing about it is, too, that, you know, uh, we live in such a microwave society that... We can, it happens and it's big news and it's global and all of that. And then it's out of our minds because it's not affecting us personally. Right. But Haiti was devastated for years. There are Mm. still parts of Haiti that have yet to recover from um, the earthquake. So I also get why, you know, I mean, Haiti is an impoverished country because they chose to be independent and they did the right thing, fight with what you believe in. And, you know, people kind of like cut off aid from them and all that, whatever. But when you see something that bad happen to a country that have no no way to fight it, mm-hmm. you have no choice but to just act. And not only were they, you know, devastated um, you know, financially as a country, their hospitals were you know, basically reduced to nothing. And this was like a 7.0 magnitude uh, earthquake that people felt all the way in Cuba and Venezuela. So it was a major event. I don't know about y'all, but this was around the time that there were like earthquakes happening in weird places. So even here in Maryland, I think it was 2011, we had an earthquake here. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't no little earthquake. It was me sitting at home, had just had knee surgery, trying to run down my steps with crutches <laughs> because I was home alone. And we were, um, this is when we lived, um, Wexhall. Oh. And the house that we lived in was on the end. So when you're on the end, you feel everything. I was literally, you had moved out by this point. Mm. Literally, I was home alone and I heard the chandelier shaking. And I was like, I'm home alone. So Mm. it scared me. And then the whole house just swayed with me in it. When I say I flew down them steps, broke me and all. Oh my God. So I I can only imagine where you were. I mean, at that time, 
You couldn't even call anybody on a cell phone. There was no oh, yeah. cell phone service. You couldn't get to anybody. See, this is why you need the bug go. out bag, okay? I, I'm about to get this. You know, I keep talking about these motherfucking walkie talkies. Yes. No, I've been talking about the walkie talkies for years. They say up to 80 miles. I keep telling you, it's not going to reach my mama, but possibly. Oh, no, my brother's in Philly. That's 200 miles, I think. This fool. So you just gonna be bothering me on this fucking walkie-talkie? Breaker, breaker, one nine. <laughs> oh my! Are God. you fine? That might come in handy because you will never really answer the phone. Listen, hit me on the walkie. Um, but I do think that's important. Like things like this happen, and it makes me feel like, what would I do? Mm-hmm. What would I do? What would I do right now if I didn't have access to <clears throat> my family? If I couldn't get in touch with anybody? You know, I mean, thank goodness you live downstairs. Right. Because even that, but, you know, just having that connection and being able to get through to somebody. Listen, when I get these motherfucking walkie-talkies and it all go down, I'll be trying to use my walkie to find your family, okay? Okay? This is off limits. (laughs) But, yeah, 2010, the Haitian um, earthquake happened, and, like I said, even... Maybe even to this day, you know, Haiti is still not the same in, you know, certain areas because of it. So, yeah, let's be mindful these natural disasters when they happen. We're so American. I'm going have so, a crazy-ass dream. After my first, it was the fires now, earthquakes and shit. What kind of yeah. dream you trying to get me to have tonight? Listen, it's too much. This is the reality of the world in which we live. Okay? Okay. All right. Moving on in to the main uh, show. Today's show is called Keep Your Head on a Swivel. Mm. Maybe I should have Keep Your Head on an MF Swivel. So, I thought about this topic because there has been so many domestic violence stories in the news. Um, It's just been crazy. The things that I've been reading about and hearing about and even down to seeing, you know, stories on my own Facebook timeline of people, you know, meeting someone or being with someone who turns out to not be who they say they are. Mm -hmm. And while online dating and, you know, meeting someone, you know, over the phone or something before you actually meet them in person, it's it's popular now. It's Mm -hmm. like, look, my mother met her husband on Facebook and this was, they've been married for like almost 10 years now or something. When I tell you we looked at my mama like she was crazy, yeah. bat shit crazy. What the hell do you mean you met this man on Facebook? Like, well, was, even though we was young meeting guys off the internet. We were, but it wasn't like, we were, but it was different. Not that it was different. But I guess this is when, like, the internet had first, like, you know, when people, you could get in the chat rooms and stuff like that. And it was kind of, like, rare. I don't know what it was when I was younger. I was terrified to meet people offline. Like, I would have a boyfriend for a whole year that right. I never met. Right. You know, that we I... We all had a little listen. boyfriend we met off the <laughs> internet and we never seen. Okay, stop what you're doing. If you didn't, you're too young for this conversation because, baby... Plenty of times, I thought that I was in love. Yes. Okay? You Zendaya. couldn't tell me that. Oh, God. 
Yeah, we talked about this on the show. Yeah. He was dusty. His shoes oh. on a <laughs> Tuesday. And this nigga had the nerve to call me Chunky. <laughs> what the hell wrong with you, nigga? I'm beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, there's been so much going on in the news. So we just read a story today about a woman who gave up her baby. Gave up her baby and sued the donor because she said that the donor lied about his education, his ethnicity, and his background. Now, this is a trust factor. Again, you're meeting somebody online. Mm-hmm. Not not just meeting somebody online. You're asking for a donor, for someone to be the father of your child, to provide you sperm to get pregnant. And you kind of have to go off of what this person tells you. Right. They can provide whatever paperwork they want to provide. But if you've never met them before, or maybe she didn't ever meet him and this was all online. Because that's also a very real thing where, especially in the lesbian community, you see this all the time. Groups on Facebook, people looking for donors. Where they pay to have sperm shipped and, you know, all of this or whatever. And you can literally only go off of what this person is telling you to be true. Mm. So, I don't know the details of the story. I don't know if she met, um, when she saw the baby, you know, she was just devastated. I mean, I don't know if she's white or black, but... If I, as a black woman, knowing that I wanted to have a black child, you lie to me and I come out with a white baby. Right. I'm going to have some issues there. Now, giving the baby up. Right. That, to me, is absolutely ridiculous. This baby is still a part of you. Can you imagine being adopted and finding your birth mother at 18 and say... The question that they're all thinking is, well, why did you give me up? You didn't want me? Precisely. Which I didn't want you. You weren't white. You weren't Asian like I had hoped. Right. And I gave your ass up and sued your daddy. So, you know, it's, it's a trust thing. But not only that. You never know a person until you know a person. And even then, you don't know a motherfucker. Okay? It happens all the time. So, another story that we were literally just looking at. uh, A couple on TikTok. Two guys. The one husband strangled the husband. Or were they married? I think they were just... Were they just a couple? I thought it was a husband. Okay, maybe they were. But... The one partner strangled the other partner, and apparently this was rooted in a video game. Yeah, over a video game. He choked him, and he passed out. This motherfucker, can you imagine? He probably didn't even mean to do it. He probably just was so upset and in the heat of the moment. I am in no way apologizing for this man. Don't you have to choke somebody for a while for them to pass out? Um, I'm just a little yes, bit. Like, how so. long was you choking him about this video game? Right. It had to be something something else going on. Some yeah, animosity some, built up. Right, right. Or something else. And he took... But people be serious about that video game. But how... See, this is, this is my thing, whatever. The hard part. You really don't know until you know. Until that switch go off for a motherfucker... 
you could be with a person for, you know, Amber, you know this, you were in a relationship for a really long time mm -hmm. with, you know, a person who, you know, looks like the moon and the stars on paper. Mm -hmm. And then that switch went off and you was like, hold up. Right. Who the fuck is this nigga? Right. It could literally happen to anybody. Somebody that I know better than they know them themselves. Like, yeah. You would never think. Switch up. Like, the switch up is real. So, you know, in this episode, you know, we, we're going to be talking about, you know, some scenarios, some things that have happened to us and all of that. But keeping your head on a swivel is the main point here, okay? And I'm not saying that you have to be an expert or anything like that, but there are cues and certain things that you can pick up on from people that totally lets you identify who they are. How how aggressive is this person when you're having a discussion in disagreeance? Mm -hmm. We could be having a debate and when you see that person get extra hype or in their feelings or holding a grudge on you for something that started out as a harmless conversation. Right. Then they choose that time to, you know, dispel. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. like your show, your character showing at this mm -hmm. point. And, and a part of me, I'm not saying that this is the way to go. It's, it's, it's not the best. <laughs> Don't quote me. I'm no young of aunt, but I like to push my fuckers buttons a little bit. Bianca. You do. You're bad. I do. Because I want to see how you operate. Bianca, no, you just do it because you want to be petty and have the upper hand because you're an asshole. <laughs> no, but for real, sometimes when I see that little tick, I want to see it set off. That is... Please don't do this. At is home. that gaslighting? Yes. Don't try this at home. Yeah, don't try because this at home. Because don't antagonize not. someone when you already have an argument. You add a fuel to the fire, and then when they snap, they like, I knew it was in there. Like, you push the person to go there. Well, this is my thing. A person could push me in that same way, and I'm not going to blow up. That's a lie, because you will. I Especially when you're already mad. Don't, don't let have somebody piling shit on you when you already got an attitude. Well, I can blow up verbally, but like, when I start twitching, you see the crazy <laughs> motherfucker like, you be like, hold up! The last thing I'm gonna do is intentionally push somebody who already look like they on the edge a little bit just to see what's gonna happen. Then you dead, and then well, I just wanted to see. I walk the line. <laughs> like Johnny Cash. Please don't try that shit at home. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's that, I'm stupid. Anyway, but I do like to see that that's like saying when you've been with somebody and y'all never argue mm. and it's always good and the that. sun is shining up your ass and person is yesing you all the time. That motherfucker is crazy. Crazy. Don't Definitely happened to me. Yeah, because you the too nice. The nigga that don't never say nothing to yes man. However I want it is how I'm gonna get it. Alright, Amber, because I ain't trying to hear my mouth. Alright, Amber, alright, right. Amber. Right. And that to me is indicative of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it could be mama issues, it could be childhood trauma, it could be whatever. But when you see a person deflecting mm -hmm. like that and can't or or just chooses to just completely shut down, don't get me wrong. I get it. There are some people that need to step away to recollect themselves before they decide to have an argument. But it's a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Walking off on me and not choosing to engage and like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. 
is a defense mechanism for something else. And either you don't want to blow up on 10, you don't want me to see who that person really is, mm -hmm. or you shut down and go into this cocoon because you've been trained that way in mm -hmm. so many ways to shut down, whether that be from a parent or um, a spouse. Because look, 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 listen, you got to, when I say keep your head on the swivel, I mean emotionally, physically, spiritually, just being mindful of how this person engages with you. Let's even say from a spiritual standpoint, let's, you know, how does a person react if you want to pray with them? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I, listen, some of y'all be in situations that you know don't serve you no type of purpose whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And you're just there. And you can't even figure out, well, I don't know why. Well, I don't know why. X, Y, and Z, you're not asking the right fucking questions. You're not asking about, all you care about is a person that's sexy, and they got money, and mm -hmm. they whining and dining you, and, mm -hmm. you know, shining the sun up your butt. Like, you're not asking about their childhood or their relationship with their parents. Do they talk to their mom? Like, these yeah. are things I need to know. Especially at this age. Like, we're not kids anymore. It's more than, you know, you cute. Yeah. What is this person's relationship with their mother like? Mm -hmm. What's that like? I I, I yeah. want to know. You don't never talk about your mama. Something not right. Yeah. You, you never got nothing to say about your mama. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> In other situations of keeping your head on a swivel, it's about your safety. Because there are so many people out here, especially women, we get in these situations where we are put into a corner where we have to decide, you know, do I want to, you know, be in this rapey vibe or do I want to get, try to get out or whatever. And listen, it, that comes through experience. Um, Amber, mm. um, you have a not so great story, but if you're comfortable sharing, I, I feel like we talked about this on, on here, but maybe no, maybe so. we didn't. So, I met this this boy, and it's crazy because you can't even go off of something like this. Like, I met him through a cousin. So, oh, just did? keep that in mind. Okay, okay. Yeah, ever. So, I met this boy through a cousin, and... He was so nice. And it's like, okay, you know, this is my cousin's friend. My cousin ain't going to put me on with nobody that's not, you know. He hang out with him all the time, so he got to be good people. He was so nice to me. I actually thought he was kind of, like, too nice. So I'm younger, too, so I'm not really interested in that, honestly. I like the opposite when I was young. You know, I like the bad boys. Mm -hmm. So this nice Hispanic gentlemen you know back then you know i like me spanish yes boy. you did girl shut up because you were talking about my first letter of the day and you tried it <laughs> <laughs> so he was a hispanic guy whatever so we started talking on the phone i finally agreed to go out with him one day he asked to take me on a date i'm like okay i like him a little long ponytail he was you know he was cute <laughs> i almost spit my drink out god damn it <laughs> 
So I'm like, all right. And I always tell my family, you know, I'm going out with somebody, whatever. Even when I was younger, like, my mom always said I was a sneaky one. But if I was going on a date or something like that, like, my family always knew where I was at. Yeah. So I decided to go out with him. And we never even made it out. I don't even remember where we were supposed to go. Because that's how bad this fucking day went. Like, it went yeah. from all these nice text to how did you sleep you know did you sleep okay and good morning and genuine conversation to i don't even remember where we supposed to go on this damn day he picked me up he said i gotta grab something from my house do you mind coming to my house with me i was like okay you're not thinking nothing of nothing it. of it he never gave me no type of vibe why i'd be like do I want to stop by this right. house? I'm thinking. And then he said it so casually. Yeah, I got to grab something from my house. I had never been in this type of situation, so I'm like, all right, well, I don't got to go in enough. He going to grab something cool. So we get there. He's just like, my people in here. You trying to meet them? I'm like, I ain't trying to meet your family. Okay, shit. we ain't doing all that. He was like, "Well, I gotta grab something real quick." He was like, "But I don't want you to just be sitting out in a car, you know." I'm just like, mm, I see cars outside or whatever, so I know other people's homes. So I'm like, "Oh God, like this is my first date with this nigga. He got me meeting his people. Like, uh. this is the first time y'all have seen each other in person." No. Okay. Because we had hung out with, with the cousin. Okay. Got it. In group settings. We had been out like bowling or some other stuff. This is our first time one-on-one. So I agreed. Go in the house. Walk through the kitchen. It's like um, the mother, like aunt, I can't remember. Cooking. Like it's people in the house. So I don't feel uncomfortable. I've met a couple people. Right. He like, um, come, he's like, come down here with me or whatever. So, I, his room is like in the basement. Close the door behind. I'm like, he doing all this to grab something. Right. But again, nothing about this. And I think that I, I'm a pretty judge of character. So. Yeah. Nothing about him seeing off. No. Right. Nothing weird. Everything. He never even talked to me in a sexual way. Nothing like that. So right. this goes so to you're show not you, thinking, you never know. Yeah, there were no red flags for me, honestly. The first red flag was him closing the door when we went downstairs. But again, didn't think nothing of it. Right. So he's doing something like in the drawer. Then he like goes in the closet. So he's just talking to me. We having you know conversation. I'm just looking around the room, you know. And then I don't know where he sits next to me on the bed, and he just starts attacking me like my face, like kissing me. Oh, just full in, full in, yeah, in like no trying to warm me up to the situation. He didn't ask me to kiss me. He just went right in for the assumption. That's entitlement bullshit, right there. Entitlement, and he was so aggressive about it. It made me so uncomfortable. Like I couldn't even get a breath in. Like, that's how aggressively he was kissing me. Yeah. And he was, like, pulling my hair, but uncomfortably. Not even in a nice little... Right. Not in a sexy way. Not in a sexy way. Ew. It was, like, attack mode. So, he starts ripping my stuff off, like... He was, like, ripping my... I had, like, a little jacket on. What is he saying while this is happening? 
not like um I was telling him to stop and like get off of me and he was just like telling me like no like aggressively and oh, like breathing no. real hard and like wouldn't stop kissing me then he started kissing me like on my neck and like sucking real hard like he was purposely trying to leave a hickey yeah. this whole time he's like grabbing my hair like I'm like oh my god my hair is about to come so I'm yelling Bitch, or whatever. Was pulling your hair that hard? Yeah. Like yanking? Yeah. Like my hair, he was like. Oh God, the visual. First of all. <laughs> and kissing me all aggressive all over my neck and trying to get my clothes off. I'm trying to fight him. I'm yelling at this point. Where the fuck is all these people that I met upstairs? Right. They don't hear you because I would have been at the top of my lungs. Get the fuck off of me yelling to him get him he kept trying to put his hands to my leg I'm like clenching my legs together so tight he is trying to rip y'all I don't know how I ended up doing it but I like need him I don't know if it was my elbow or my knee to his balls or whatever real hard wow and he like yelled and he was trying to get himself together and I flew up the stairs what did he was he trying to take his pants off he, I don't remember him taking his pants off. He was trying to rip my clothes off. Girl. He was trying to rip my clothes off. So I I, I ended up like hitting him in his balls with something. I don't know. Like I said, near elbow. Because I was, and he had me pinned in like a wrestling pin, like move by my hair and was like holding like my arm and like my leg down with the other arm, like still trying to kiss on me. Like, it was crazy. Like, that is straight up rape vibe. Straight rape. And I was so scared to tell somebody. I don't remember really how it happened after that. I don't even remember no, when I told you. No, because you said you was hiding outside or something. So, I ran upstairs. So, since he came pick me up, I ran, like, out the house. I ended up pulling out my phone. I ended up calling somebody, like, one of my friends or something like that, to pick me up. Because I ran. I didn't want him to come looking for me in the neighborhood or something like that. So, like, I was hiding. Because like, at this point, he probably would have. Yeah, because he probably one didn't want you to say nothing to nobody, mm-hmm. and probably would have been still trying to be like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, right. it's cool, whatever. Like, no, nah, you good? Because niggas will do shit like that. I didn't even see nobody when I ran upstairs, and I was just so out of like. You didn't see nobody in the kitchen. No, where the hell that lady go? But it was like music playing upstairs. She had like some Spanish music playing, but I didn't see her, and I didn't even think to look for nobody. I just ran out the house, so I ran like a couple houses down. And hid in the back of somebody's house. And called one of my friends to pick me up. So. Bitch. Y'all. I never saw that boy again. He worked in Wheaton Mall at the time. I never saw him again. I told my cousin about it. Like I told my cousin what happened. He was so mad. He wanted to fight him. He was calling him. The boy didn't answer the phone. Because he knew then he they fucked said, up. Y'all, he ended up quitting. He worked at like uh, the photo place in Wheaton or something. They said that he ended up quitting his job. Wow. Like he was nowhere to be found. It's is, like you know my cousin was gonna crush you, so I don't know where he went. What after was that. your fucking intentions with me? Right. What were you going to do? Where in your mind and see this is where this is this is the part where first of all, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Secondly, I was upset that I did not find out about this until years later, like after we were like adults or whatever. And I was flabbergasted. Like I'm going to find this nigga and I'm going to beat his motherfucking ass. You know what I thought? Like, I didn't know what... I was kind of scared to tell um, our cousin because I was just like, I don't... But I feel like I had to. I I actually think Desi ended up telling him. Mm. 
And I just didn't want no one to, I didn't want mom to know because I didn't want her to try to like keep me in the house right. or say I couldn't like link up with a boy again. Right. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. So, and, and, and not to cut you off, but this is the mentality of women sometimes mm-hmm. is that instead of protecting ourselves and reaching out, we blame ourselves you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying oh well i did go in his house and Mm -hmm. i was alone with him no a man should have enough respect for you first of all at the first no that's it yeah but you know like a teenager was i like 16 at the time i was like my mom is gonna be like what you was doing in his house Mm kind of thing i was Mm -hmm. worried about getting in trouble right and my mom being strict on me after that so i just didn't in my head i didn't think oh this nigga tried to rape me like i was just mad he did some bama stuff but it didn't register until i got older like the severity Mm -hmm. of the situation Mm -hmm. like how that could have went down i mean what 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 if this man had you know ripped your clothes off or you know whatever or I mean, and I think I left with a big hickey. I think mom ended up seeing the hickey, but I never told her what happened. That could have helped me out. Correct. But I was like, she's not going to believe me. And right. that's really how, you know, lot, girls yeah. think. So I was like, she's going to be like, you're a hot ass. Mm-hmm. Look like, which, but I don't know. I did have a big hickey. And it wasn't no passion mark, y'all. Right, that was a fucking rape mark. That's a a fucking uh, celebrity deathmatch mark. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I was devastated more just knowing, like, the situation that I was in and how nice he was. I could not wrap my mind around the guy that I was talking to on the phone and I was texting. It's no way that was the same person. Right. That's what fucked me up. I was like, this is a really nice guy I never you could not pay me in a million years to believe that he would do that to someone which is crazy to me that people can have those split personalities like that mm-hmm. and this goes back to you know I, I hate it that when I say I like to put people in those positions but when you have sexual conversations with someone and stuff like that beforehand you can kind of feel them out a little bit when mm-hmm. something don't sound right you yeah. know what i'm saying or or like i said a lot of men tend to have this entitlement issue that if like i was saying before i was so rudely interrupted melissa um a lot of men have a problem with this entitlement that the moment that you spend time with them or invest any energy into them, they spend any piece of money on you, like, automatically, we're just supposed to have sex. I'm, I'm wondering, what were you thinking knowing that you're my cousin's friend? That part. And, and that, that, that that's where the disconnect comes in, that a motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, and you know what? And he actually acted more shy. I felt like I was out of my shell more than he was when we were texting. Like he seemed shy, so that's another. Which is like, was this all an act? Right? Was this, you know, were you playing shy, brother? Like I'm so confused. He was acting shy every time I come. He just be like smiling, like. And this is so hard because the internet especially that wasn't your circumstance but the whole facade thing the internet 
tells us inadvertently to present the best false version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is famous for that. When you look real good, you post a fucking Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's the smoke and mirrors of it all. And so, a lot of these people out here can put on that, you know, that, that face and say, I'm this, I'm that. You know, on paper, it could look very good. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is they have ulterior motives. And so we have to, especially now that, you know, we're older as grown women, one, be educating these younger girls out here. And I I can't even just say girls because, you know, this could happen to young boys as well, you know, where they, you know, think that they're getting something good by, you know, messing around with this woman or something. Like, look at this whole incident with, you know, Jim Jones saying that, you know, his mother taught him how to French kiss. And that right there is, you know, someone can ingrain you and indoctrine you to think that certain behaviors are okay. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to dating or how we interact with someone, the culture is you know, have sex on the first date if you want to. Or as soon as a nigga spend $40, you know, he think he's supposed to be able to, you know, come over, you know. Or mm-hmm. or even the culture now of, you know, Netflix and chilling with somebody that you've never hung out with before. And, right. Or just inviting someone into your space in right. general. Don't is, gotta work for shit. Exactly. And... I think that we have to be more aware of, you know, the red flags that happen, which in your circumstance, Amber, you really couldn't have known. But that is part of the awareness that, you know, I'm, you know, talking about that you should seek and, you know, keeping your head on a swivel and asking questions and it sucks because even in that situation, y'all, this, this, this story should be an indication that it doesn't matter how you met a person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who introduced you. It doesn't matter. The same thing that I tell y'all all all the time with my situation with my ex-girlfriend who ended up marrying her best friend. I was connected to this person through a family member. Mm -hmm. So there are things that will happen that are supposed to make us feel comfortable that in reality are making us feel comfortable to be set the fuck up. For real, yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. And it, it sucks that all these stories that we're hearing about, you know, couples, this guy, that guy, I don't know who he is, he's a rapper, killed his wife and kids and then killed himself. Mm. And so, you know, even when you're getting into a relationship with somebody, you know, you have to ask yourself, how does this person perform under pressure? Mm-hmm. How does this person perform when things aren't the best how does this person react when i tell them no Mm. that right there pause full fucking stop that right there you want to know how to keep your head on a swivel see how a person act when you tell them no yeah see how a person acts when you tell them no and it could be in the smallest circumstance it could be so simple as you know do you want to smoke and a motherfucker could be like, no, you be like, well, you don't want to smoke with me? Oh, so that's where we at now? You know what I'm saying? Uh, could, I told this guy, you know, this person, 
I told him I wasn't gonna do his hair, and you would have thought. Hmm. I was talking about his mama. Hmm. I told him I had said something about doing his hair, and then we was chilling one day, and. If we had gotten to some little argument, I was like, I don't feel like doing it. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And he was like, you said you was going to do it. Nah, you said you was going to do it. They don't act like, like the way he just like blew, he up. blew up. Like he wanted to fight me because I said I wasn't going to do his hair. I was like, nigga, what you got a date or something? Like, right. He was really in his feelings, like popping his chest out. Like he was ready to fight me because I said I wasn't doing his hair. Did you come off? He thinks I moved to another state. <laughs> that part. But even then, in that circumstance, it's like, look what we have to go through when we want to detach ourselves or when we do see a red flag and try to separate ourselves or whatever. And then it's like, oh, well, that's wrong too. Mm-hmm. And you just have to go with God, okay? Don't be afraid to cut anybody off. If you are afraid of what that person could do or say about you, even to the point where these motherfuckers out here are so terrible that a motherfucker will try to make you look crazy on social media Mm -hmm. because they can't get their way with you. Where they're telling social media one thing of how it went down and it actually went down a whole nother way that Mm -hmm. you don't even know about. And so integrity how they deal under pressure. Like I said, if y'all never argue, it, it's always all good and, this, you know, it's rainbows and shit all the time, then something ain't right. Mm, something ain't mm-hmm. right. Exactly. I want to be able to have a healthy argument with the person that I'm dealing with. Mm. A healthy argument and agree to disagree or we don't agree to disagree, but that's okay. I've given you my side of it you're giving me yours and we should be able to still come together after that happens or whatever. It so, definitely took me 30 plus years to get that for myself. Cause yeah. I wasn't worried about arguing healthy. Yeah. I, I myself was in a situation where I had someone who I considered a friend, a very close friend, knew my family, was always around and a part of me didn't think I was good enough to approach him in that way. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was pretty enough. I didn't think that my body was good enough. I didn't think any of that. And so I chose that friend lane because it would keep me close enough to this person. But at the same time, I was still getting to know them and I knew that they were doing their own thing and they didn't see me in that way. Mm -hmm. And so I was comfortable around them in a way that I probably wouldn't have been comfortable around other guys, Mm -hmm. you know? And so be aware of that too. You know, the friend zone can also be a dangerous place because I was put into a position where I thought that I was, you know, hanging out with a friend and it turned into something sexual that I really didn't want and was basically put back into a corner and kind of the the uh the uh what what's the word I'm looking for the attitude was basically like you knew what this was mm-hmm. like you know what time it is stop Did faking I know about this? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who it was oh. but it was basically like I was put into a scenario where I'll just tell y'all. 
we were walking in the woods, like walking like a path, like a, a dark path. Like when you I say, listen, when I say a path, I mean like you know where we live at, where you could go to a park and you could be on one side and you walk through the trails and all of that, like how our old neighborhood was, mm-hmm. like where we could get to the pool. Yeah. But it was like we could ride our bikes. It was like that, but it was night. Okay. Dark, dead ass night. And I didn't think anything of it because we smoke, we chill, we hang out. But it was a setup where that person got me right in the position where they wanted me out here in the dark. Nobody else. A motherfucking tree can fall right now, bitch. And ain't nobody gonna hear it. And basically was like, so what's up? And at that... in the woods. In the woods. And at that moment... I made a decision for myself and my safety to not say no. Mm-hmm. And so many women, girls, men, I'm not going to exclude you either, have these same stories where we think we know someone and a person brings you in and gets you close and makes you comfortable. That is a predator. Mm-hmm. That is a fucking predator. And so, really, the only real way to keep your head on a swivel in these circumstances is to have some sort of discernment. Some sort of... I don't know how people who aren't spiritual get through life because I'm asking, manifesting, asking God to reveal people for who they are. Mm -hmm. And to be smart enough to know when to walk away and Mm -hmm. to know when to be done. And, you know, if this person is not for me, let it reveal itself. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with what answer the universe provides for you. Right. Not saying, um, young Miami's prayers, dear Lord. (laughs) This is my favorite motherfucking nigga. He's got to hope we be together forever. Yo, and, and, and sometimes we get so hooked on a person's looks or mm-hmm. what they look like on social media or, you know, what you think y'all could look like on social media that you will let shit fall by the wayside and this person don't have no type of good intention for you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So keeping your head on a swivel, like I said once again, it's not just about Physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally being in tune with yourself to say, I don't know what this is, but something about this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And even when it does feel too right, question that too. It's okay. Excuse me. There's nothing perfect. There's no perfect relationship. There might be a perfect, um, you know, meeting, you know what I'm saying? Like, where, you know, you kind of have this uh, serendipitous meeting where, you know, it is. It's the perfect accident and, you know, you meet this person and you think that it's all going to be okay. And it's not. Yeah. Okay. It's not. And I wanted to have this conversation because there are so many stories. Like, when you see things like, you know, these... um these stories happen with people killing their families and you know all of that you just have to be mindful that time also means nothing mm-hmm. and it does and I know I know but time doesn't mean anything a person 
20 years. My grandma, before she was married, was with a man for 25 years who didn't serve her any type of good purpose. Mm -hmm. And she had to choose herself. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I guess it was just on my heart to just reach out and, you know, talk to y'all on some real shit just because back to back to back I'm seeing story after story after story of domestic violence of you know niggas not want to take care of their kids of people getting robbed being set up all of this by people you consider to be someone near and dear to you mm-hmm. so do your research on the motherfucker I don't give a fuck how deep the dive is okay deep dive Google. Especially if it's someone that you don't know from nowhere, like, you know, someone off social media, or, like, you didn't go to school with this person, like, you don't have history or something like that. No matter how you met them, Amber's situation shows you that meeting someone through someone isn't always the way. Right. Me meeting someone, you know, through someone isn't always the way. You know. Yeah. What, What do you feel like, Amber? Okay. Let's close out the show by giving a little piece of advice. And this is personally from you, you know, with your own experience. What would you say would be... I don't want to point out the red flags. I want to say, what could a person do for you or that would make you feel like you can kind of let your guard down a little bit with the person? That's so hard. Like, what is it, what is it that a man can do where you like, hold on, there's potential there. (laughs) Oh God. It's hard to say because people can act like, because for me, it's the first argument. It's the first argument. For me, it's the first argument. Like, the first time we really have it out and we're in disagreement about something, how do you handle it? Right. I guess that's the only thing you can go with because you can't say... It's hard for me to pinpoint it because you can say all these nice things that a man can do to make you feel comfortable and stuff like that, but niggas be acting. Right. And that's something you can't really act is your reaction to the situation or basically how you, because I was going to say something like that, basically, how you, you know, bounce Handle, back from yeah. something. Yeah, because everyone gets mad. You're going to have disagreements. I'm not saying, oh, if a nigga, you know, say some foul shit, you say some foul shit doing the argument. People say shit when they're mad, but it's like, Nigga, how do you bounce back? And what what changes are being made after this situation? Like, right. this argument that we're having and, and we talk it out or whatever, we're saying that now as we get older, you know, about have, having healthy arguments or whatever. Yeah. And you talk about it and this, this, and that. Is this something that's going to happen again? Like, right. nigga, did it register? Are you really, you yeah. know? yeah changing what's the response yeah or or can you tell that this is the argument all right this nigga didn't understand nothing i said it went in one end out the other that's how you know it's gonna happen again 
Yep. It's going to happen again. Yep. This argument is going to happen in, again. In, in a different way, in a different circumstance or whatever, but this argument is going right. to happen Nigga, did you take again. something from what just had happened? Correct. And also, can I... This is another thing. This is another thing, y'all. Can I tell you my feelings without you dismissing me mm-hmm. or telling me it's not that serious mm-hmm. or whatever. Let me tell you, the sexiest thing a person could say to me is that your feelings are valid. Yeah, because that, that uh, manipulative bullshit, gaslighting, all of that. It's not even that serious. Oh, you yeah. being dramatic. Mm-hmm. There are, listen, ladies, there are little indicators that will tell you, I don't, I should, I'm not just talking to the ladies, mm-hmm. even with men. There are little indicators from women, even the attitude, the, uh, you know, even, even a, a woman who, if you are intimate with them, withholding sex from you because you didn't do this or mm-hmm. you, you know, X, Y, and Z, you just have to be careful. Social media has created this false sense of perfection that we're all seeking and it's just not reality. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that it's not always going to be good. There's going to be rain. There's going to be tears. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be all of that. But at the first sign of uncomfortability, if you address that and you feel like you haven't been heard, make the choice for you to get out of that situation. Yeah, because like I said, if a person is showing you that your feelings are not valid and, you know you tripping or you know you just being dramatic or whatever if they brush off your feelings you know that this is something that's reoccurring like it's going to happen again if you dismiss my feelings this time you dismiss my feelings next time and that means that you're not doing nothing to fix why we were arguing in the first place yeah if you don't think my feelings are valid if you just brush me off and say that i'm tripping i know this is going to happen again correct and I, I I just, like I said, once again, I'm going to wrap up the show, but I wanted to have this conversation because the amount of um, stories that I'm seeing and just the things that I hear are devastating, are mm-hmm. next level. Like, and, and, and things can happen to you and people think it's normal. Yeah. It's not. It's not normal for a nigga to treat you like trash and want to come back like nothing happened. It's not normal. It's not normal to be gaslit. It's not normal to be manipulated. None of that is normal at all. And as soon as we all realize as a collective that we all deserve to be treated better and it's doable and it's a real thing, then we can, you know, let our guard down with somebody and let them in for real. But Keeping your head on the swivel is where it's at right now because too many of y'all motherfuckers is on games. On games. Be authentically who you are. There's somebody for everybody. Have you not seen my 600-pound life? <laughs> okay? You know, now that I think about it, I think that would that would help me um to let my guard down with someone. If they straight up be like, what do I need to do to fix it? Or if I'm like, I felt like this because this isn't that. Well, what do I need to do so Listen, that this don't happen again? It could or all that? be so simple. Yeah. I wish that more people took that approach and say, how can I make it better? What can I do to rectify this? It could literally all be so fucking mm-hmm. simple. You don't have to complicate life like this. It's not going to go the way you want it to go. But ladies and gentlemen, you don't deserve 
to be um, taken advantage of. You don't deserve to be manipulated. You don't deserve to be lied to. Do all the research you fucking need to do. Ask the right questions. Y'all getting up and smoking and drinking and having a good time. You don't know nothing about this person. No, boy. You haven't asked any real questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's cute. He makes money. Oh, she's cute. She good looking. She got a nice body or whatever. But where is the substance? Substance first. Let's get back to actually getting to know the people that we're around because... Do you take medicine or not? Hold on. Hold on. Mental health matters. Let's be more um, transparent about our mental capacity and all of that. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. There are some people that I hear some stories about and I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. You never even know. Mental um, health and mental, you know, illness is a very real thing, especially in the black community because we choose not to address that shit all the time. We don't want to get therapy. We don't want to talk about it. And then when you're on the news talking about you to kill everybody, then everybody Mm -hmm. looking like, how did it happen? (laughs) He was so nice. That's pent up Mm -hmm. aggression. This person is been crying out in some type of way for however fucking long. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I wanted to have this conversation. It's January now. We're already halfway through the month. The, the, the year 2022 is rolling on through. Valentine's Day is about to come up. Don't put yourself in a situation that you can't handle just to say that you had somebody or... Or even, you know, spend money on somebody who's not fucking worth it Mm -hmm. and who will leave you at the drop of a dime or turn on you or show you they're crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Any last piece of advice? Um, don't go to Victoria's Secret with Valentine's Day because you can (laughs) go go to Amazon because that nigga probably don't, um, deserve it in the first place. Nigga, you don't love me. (laughs) But yes, um, you know, just uh, pray on it. Also, if you have a traumatic experience or you want to talk about something, I Maybe said do that the, the tea. We should. I, I said I wasn't Iyanla Van Zandt, but I lied because there is a part of me that a lot of people talk about all the time that I'm just understanding and knowledgeable. I'm never biased. I don't judge anybody. I'm gonna give you some real ass advice and. I feel like advice comes from some people, but like I can hear a person saying something that they think is genuinely good advice that really just sounds like they're just spewing rhetoric that they heard on the internet. Like you read too many fucking memes or something. But, you know, if you really need someone to talk to, um, to reach out to, I know so many women that have been taken advantage of physically, emotionally, you know, um, just by manipulative people in general and none of you deserve that and I hope that by both Amber and myself being transparent with you all letting you know that it happens to the best of us and there are so many of us with these stories where we weren't you know watching out for ourselves maybe in the most vigilant way and you know we had to be put in certain situations so it was kind of a heavy episode I know. I, I didn't really expect it to be, but it had to be said. It really did because, like, literally there's been story after story of killings, of domestic violence, of this and that. And it's just time to talk about it and put it all on the table, you know. And 
you know, maybe in another show we'll kind of like do a checklist of like red flags because mm-hmm. red flags is like the culture now, you know, pointing out red flags. Mm-hmm. But there are so many red flags that a lot of people just choose to ignore because yeah, it looks they, good and they shiny. They say that, you know, it's like six flags and red flags is like six flags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They look inviting. And a lot of people like the thrill and shit like that. So they, you know, people that have a lot of red flags, you know, people think it's exciting sometimes. So, well, I ain't that damn excitable. Okay. I'm I about think to be I'm 34. Over, yeah. I think that's a, when I was younger, I probably, you know, the thrill. Ignored, yeah. The thrill was fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you bitches reach out to us <laughs> cause we would love to talk to you. So, um, if you're still here, thank you so much. I know it's a little bit longer show. The Tea with Queen B is about to start tea time on Instagram. We're going to be going live, inviting people to the live. We're going to just have, you know, um, girl chat, you know, hot guys. It's it's not a podcast. We just want to reach out to y'all, talk to y'all, you know, um, just have a little bit more interaction with you all that listen to the show, even those who don't listen to the show. Because once you interact with us on Instagram, you're going to want to know what the show is giving anyway okay, because i'm pretty private and this is probably the most um that you're gonna get from me to all about my life correct so yeah be on the lookout for that follow us on instagram um queen bt podcast that's queen the letter b t-e-a podcast why um, you don't post on it i know i know i'm gonna get better at that so baby steps okay i'm giving y'all a show on time god damn it <laughs> we love y'all and uh we'll holler at y'all next week bye, bye.